0: Welcome to The Sunday Soother, a podcast, newsletter, and community about authentic living and compassionate personal development. I'm your host, Katherine Andrews, a life coach, online teacher, and writer focused on self-reflection, mindfulness, and how to create meaning in our everyday lives in practical ways. Join me weekly for conversations about personal growth, spirituality, self-discovery, and self-care and how we can navigate this messy world with hope and humanity. Hi, everybody, it's Catherine, and welcome back to the Sunday Soother. So I'm going to do a short podcast today on something I think we get really caught up in when we're articulating our desires and our goals and where we want to go in life. And that actually, like literally doesn't matter at all. And that is the how of a desire or goal. I see a lot of people in my audience and clients in my community who know they kind of want a big thing and they're terrified to name it because they don't know how they could get there. This was the case for me for a long time when I wanted to work for myself and be a life coach. I knew that I wanted it, but I wouldn't allow myself to name it or start figuring it out because I didn't know the how. However, the reality is, I've discovered in the past few years. The how of a goal or desire is the least important part of anything and in fact if you're trying to go after a goal from the how or the action level of it, it's the least efficient way you can go after something that you want. But it is how most of us are taught to go after the things that we want via hows, and actions and like doing. So I want to explain three concepts today that will hopefully convince you that the how does not matter. And you can begin going after things that are important to you and your heart and your desires from a completely different perspective. So I'm going to talk about three models today. The first is thought work and the self-coaching model, which I have talked about many times in this podcast, and I encourage you to go back and find those episodes where I have described it in further depth to help you better understand the concept here. I am going to be talking about the hierarchy of change, which is a model of sort of self-development, and the um, be-do-have approach. So we're going to start with um, thought work, but I also want to share with you um, kind of a metaphor that's helped me think about this, which is a metaphor of uh, playing tennis. <laughs> I was captain of my high school tennis team. I have not played tennis in like 15 years. I I really actually kind of miss it. Um, but what I learned about and how I kind of describe this to clients when I'm thinking about tennis, like in tennis, One of the main goals (laughs) is to get the ball over the net over and over again, right? And hopefully in a way in which it is difficult for your opponent to return it. Now, there are many different ways to get the ball over the net. But the main thing that is important is the energy from how you are hitting the ball, So if you've ever watched tennis or played tennis, you know that you can set yourself up for success from well before you're even hitting the ball, you can be doing your proper footwork, you can be bringing your forehand back in the the proper way, you can be doing the correct eye contact, um, setting your body up in a way that is going to give the maximum impact of energy behind the ball. And that energy, like swinging your racket all the way back, doing the footwork, having your eyes on the ball, and knowing where you're going to hit it before even the how goes into effect, the how being the swing of the racket touching the ball, that's more important than the swing of the racket touching the ball. So the swing of the racket touching the ball is the how. And the shifts behind that, the preparation, the thought, the identity, the energy from how you are hitting the ball that's what really matters. So you can step up like limply to the baseline and like not take your racket all the way back and just be sitting there still and hit the ball and it's going to dribble into the net, right? And that's, you still hit the ball, but like all the things you did to set up to hit the ball, like were not successful and it didn't give you the energy that you needed to hit the ball over the net in an effective way. Now, if you came at it from the energy, like I said, of swinging your racket all the way back, like setting up properly, having practiced over and over again, then you're going to be able to hit the ball over the net more effectively. It's a little bit of an abstract concept, but I hope it helps clarify the things that I'm about to say, which are that the how is the tennis racket hitting the ball? And you can hit the tennis racket can hit the ball in both of those scenarios. But one is going to get you like a dribble ball into the net, and one is going to get you a ball over the net, like in the far baseline corner where your opponent can't reach it. And what matters in both of those scenarios is how you set up and the energy from which you are hitting the ball. And it's the same in going after desires in your life or goals. So let's start with thought work. If you know thought work, um, you know that in the self coaching model, you know that the belief of thought work is that your results are created by your thoughts. And the self coaching model has five lines, the circumstance, the thought that you are thinking about the circumstance, the feeling that the thought is causing in your body, the action that you are taking from that feeling, and then the result. So say you had the result um, of wanting to start a business and you're trying to create a business out of the action line or the circumstance line. The action line, trying to create a business out of the action line is like start an email list, create an Instagram account, take a business course, um, network a ton, um, set up a, a checking account for your business, um, you know, invest in marketing and ads, right? And, you know, those actions are important because you do need to take action in the world to create a business or go after a goal. You can't just sit on your couch and like a business plops in your lap. But I see many people taking those actions out of the thought line, this will never work and a feeling of shame and self-doubt. And if you're taking the actions out of a thought and a feeling like that, those actions are going to be imbued with the energy of shame and self-doubt. And they're not, those are the equivalent of the the dribble ball into the net. (laughs) And that's why you want to start to work on thought work about your goal as one of the first things you can do when you doubt that you can actually have a thing that you want. You need to get clear on the thoughts that you are thinking. You need to shift those thoughts into gently more supportive and believable thoughts. And then you need to start taking action from that new thought and new feeling. So it doesn't really matter if you take all the action in the world, if the original thought that's underlying the action is, I suck at this and this will never work. So the other way with the self-coaching model that I often see people try to go after their goals is by changing the circumstance over and over again. So let's use the example of dating here. I have a lot of clients in my audience who want, you know, a healthy, loving, satisfying relationship, which, by the way, is your birth rate, and you can have it if that's what you want. Some of us are very happy being single or in different kinds of romantic um, relationships and situations. But if you want a healthy, loving relationship with a romantic partner, you are absolutely entitled to that. However, they are going after the romantic relationship by changing the circumstance over and over again. I've seen this um, from everything from constantly breaking up with partners over and over again to as extreme as changing cities that they believe will be more conducive to the dating adventure. And the circumstance is is the neutral thing in the self-coaching model. And I've seen people go after their goals by changing the circumstance in that manner. Now, if you're having the thought and you're not aware of it, like of I'm not worthy of a good partner, then once again, changing the circumstance, whether you're moving from Boston to Denver or one person to another person three months later to another person three months later, that's changing the circumstance, but your results will stay the same if your thought is the same. So I hope that clears up how you can start using thought work on sort of a shifting level to go after the thing that you want. And if this is intriguing to you and you want to know more about thought work, go back and just search the Sunday Seether archives for thought work and the self-coaching model, and you'll find at least a few episodes on how to use that at a deeper level. The second model I want to use to explain to you why the how doesn't matter is um, an approach that I've read about here and there um, called the hierarchy of change. And the hierarchy of change can be viewed as a pyramid um, with several levels. It's, it's really not, all three of these concepts are actually kind of similar, but I wanted to present them in three different ways. So one of them may land more with you. So this pyramid um, at its base, well, it has six levels. And at its base is environment. And then right above that is behavior. And right above that is capability. Right above that is beliefs and values. Right above that is identity. And at the very top of the pyramid is spirituality or connectedness. Now, when you're trying to change something in your life, most of us, once again, are trying to change it from the bottom two layers of this pyramid, behavior or environment. Again, say you're trying to find a romantic partner and you're willing to just keep moving cities to find that romantic partner, that would be trying to change and go after your goal from the environment level. The people around us, the tools and resources available to us, um, you know, those things that that are literally obviously in our environment. Or we're trying to go about it changing from the behavior line how am i acting behavior line would be like i am going to go on five dates a week i'm going to be on three dating platforms we can also use the metaphor here of like health or fitness goals you know a lot of us want to eat more healthily or lose weight or like have a better relationship with food and our body image or whatever it is um The behavior line would be joining a gym and going to the gym three days a week or cooking gluten-free or whatever, um, or changing the the meals and the kind of food that you eat, right? That's a behavior change. Um, The capability level is about the abilities, skills, talents, and knowledge and competencies that we have, which lead to a series of actions and behaviors. Beliefs and values are above that on the fourth level. Those are why am I making these changes? Like, why is this actually important to me? Do I have a value of health? Um, do I have a value of love and family? And if I do have those things, and I'm making changes according to those values. Identity is who am I and our sense of self, our core beliefs, right? Like, how do I believe I get to live? How do I believe I'm capable of living? Who am I? How do I think about myself? Um, This is what I would call self-concept. And I've also done a podcast called self-concept and life context that you may find useful and you can listen to afterwards to sort of explore the identity level a bit more. And at the very top of the pyramid is the spirituality of connectedness. Whom do I serve? And for what purpose? Why am I here? The highest logical level details of the big picture of life, like our purpose and how everything is connected to us and how we're connected to everything around us. So with the hierarchy of change and these six levels, You can try to make change from any level, but the most successful and fastest way you're going to make change and go after your goals is from the higher levels of the pyramid, by identity, by becoming the person who does the goals that you're interested in, right? Or by understanding how your desires and your goals play into your sense of spirituality, Um, Or by stating your values, discovering your values, and then going after your goals from the sense of belief and values. Those top three, spirituality or connectedness, identity, and beliefs or values, are going to help you make those changes more effectively. And the higher up you go, the, the better and deeper those changes and the faster they're going to be. So you can attempt to make change from the bottom layers of environment or behavior, Um, And they may work a little bit, but they're going to be harder. You're going to feel like you're grinding. Um, It's going to be difficult. Like you're not going to feel like you're in flow and making these changes. But if you make a change from the level of spirituality or connectedness, that very top of the pyramid will flow down to all of the layers below it and affect those changes from those layers. It's a little abstract, but you can Google the hierarchy of change and see this pyramid yourself and start to connect. Like if I have... Um, a desire of eating more healthily in a way that is um, or nourishing myself in a different way rather. Like what do I need to believe about myself in order to do that thing? Like what value is that actually come from coming from? And if you can do the work of connecting to your authentic values, you may see how that change could flow more easily for you in your life. Okay. And then the final um, model I want to give you, again, pretty similar to the first two, but one of these may land more than the others, is the approach of be, do, have. So, again, when we're making change in our life, we're doing it from a particular level. And this model says you're doing it from, you can do it from the be level, you can do it from the do level, or you can do it from the have level many of us are starting with the have or the do and those are not useful and we want to actually approach it from the be do have level and I'll explain these a little bit more. So let's say have do be is the first model um, that we're working with here and I call this one kind of the giver upper. (laughs) So the person who's operating out of the have do be model Might say, when I have enough time, money, and support, then I'll do the things I've always wanted to do, and then I'll be happy and successful. My problem is I don't have yet. If I had what that person had, I'd certainly be as successful as them, but I don't, so I'm not. So this identity is always waiting for externals to change, to have more things or have different things before they can move ahead in life. So if you want to be a happy person and you think your happiness is correlated to your job or to your money, you're going to think that you need a new job or more money in order to be happy. The second model is the do-have-be, and I call this the busy-be. This person would say, the more that I do, the more I'll have, and the more I have, the happier I'll be. But the problem is the more I do, the more there is to still do, and the more I have to do more, and there's more to still have. I am defined by what I do. So I become driven, busy, and tired. The more I have, the more there is to lose, so the harder I work. And we all at least logically and intellectually know that the link between having more things and being happier is a myth, so the being happy never arrives. So what do we want to do? I call this sort of the identified um, identified person, right? This person has like a sense of identity first. This is the be, do, have model, right? Um, So this person would say, it's not what do I need to have before I can start or what work do I need to do, but who do I need to be? What kind of person would have access to the kind of outcomes I want? Then being that kind of person, what would I be doing? And then the having takes care of itself. So It is a little vague and abstract, so I'm going to tell you a story that can ground this a little bit. So for me, this was really trying to become the be, do, have person was really, really helpful for me in my entrepreneurship journey. So when you start out and you're a baby in business and you haven't made any money, you think you need more followers, more email subscribers, and more money and more clients to be a successful entrepreneur. So you're coming at this from the wrong angle. And you also think you need to work really, really, really hard all the time in order to get those things. Now, there is some reality to some of this stuff. You know, you do need somewhat of an audience, though probably not as large as you think. Um, You do need some clients, though probably not as many as you think. And you obviously are in an entrepreneurship to create value and make money. So you want to see some money come in and... Um, you know, know that you're growing in your revenue and everything like that. However, what I was doing is I was frantically focusing on getting more followers, getting more email subscribers, working all the time and stressing out about how much money I was making. What really kind of hit me probably anywhere from nine to 12 months in was like, why am I even doing this? Like, I did entrepreneurship and started my own business so I could create value, so I could help people, and so that I could live how I wanted to live. But here I am in this model where I'm still stressed about all of the things that my corporate career was giving me, my lack of time, my measure of, like, my salary, and my success is my worth. And I got coaching on this, and... A coach told me, Catherine, if you made $500,000 tomorrow, you would still be thinking about that money the same way you're thinking about making $5,000. Your thoughts would be like, it's not enough. I have to work harder. I have to make more. There's not enough time. And when she said that, it really hit for me that it didn't matter how much money or success I was going to have. If I didn't change the way I was being, then this, was, this hamster wheel was going to keep going. And I had to change the way of being first. I couldn't wait to get the money or the clients or the success and then be that way because that was going to continue me on that painful hamster wheel. So I thought about myself as somebody who, who already had a successful business, even though I didn't have the level of success that I wanted at that point. And I thought about what does this successful entrepreneur Catherine do? And I thought she makes time for long walks. Um, She cooks good meals. She makes time to connect with her friends. She leaves time in her schedule for creative thinking. And she creates the kind of programs and work that are really interesting to her, not what she thinks her audience wants to hear or what she should be doing. So I started doing those things. Instead of working 10 hours a day, I cut my work hours dramatically to take long walks and create time for working out and cooking good meals. I worked on being in nature and giving myself pleasure in the space of my day. I thought about the kind of work I really wanted to create, like not the kind of coaching or programs that I thought I should be doing or that people would want. I thought about like, what do I really want? Um, And I also got coaching from somebody who said how you get there is how you're going to be when you get there. And that really made an impact on me too. So if I was going to be frazzled and stressed and chasing after clients and chasing after money, even if that got me all the way to however much money I was desiring to make, I was going to be that way once I got to that number. And so I had to change the being first and all the results from there would flow, which has proved true. I took a risk. You have to take a risk in this approach because it feels crazy to like work less <laughs> and not worry about money. And it also works because that's the kind of person I wanted to be eventually anyways. Another, um, I teach this in my uh Intentional Introduction to Intentional and Intuitive Living class. Um, You say you want like a garden with a yard with a garden, right? And that's like you're just yearning and yearning for like this garden and and a home with a yard and space to do that. I advise like in that case, even if like financially it's not possible for you to buy that home yet, to um, make space in a community garden or by like container gardening, right? You say that this gardening to you is so important and you want to make space for like growing and like, you know, having all these plants and vegetables or whatever, then you need to do that in a way in the here and now too, in order to become that person who will have the space to receive that eventual house with the full yard and garden, right? Or I have lots of people who say they want to be more outdoorsy and they think like moving to a city like you know, to like Washington state or Portland is going to like be the thing that's going to make them more outdoorsy. And I always am like, you need to start making room in your schedule right now to be in nature and go hiking, right? Because that's, you think the the environment or the circumstance is how you're going to change and be that way, but you can choose to be that way right now. So hopefully this is helpful and it's sparking some ideas in you. So take a look at your goal or desire right now how can you so say say this is the easiest way to do it say you were already the person who had achieved that goal right so say you were the person who had had achieved the goal of being in a in a secure steady loving romantic relationship what would you be doing sure you'd be spending time with your partner but You might also be spending more time on yourself, more time with your friends, more time with um, your hobbies and activities, more time cooking, right? Like, so say you have a dream of you and your partner cooking together all the time or seeing movies together all the time or hiking together all the time. Start doing those things now, right? Because right now you're trying to go after the partnership probably from a lot of action and how and like a lot of being on dates, but you're not becoming the person who would already be in that relationship. And say you're the person who wants to start a business, right? Imagine yourself like one to three years in and you're making an, as much money as you possibly can dream of making right now and creating the kind of business that you, you want to have. And you're doing the kind of work in the world that's important to you. What would that version of yourself be doing Maybe she's taking baths every day also and has like a really slow morning. Start doing those things, right? You know, and then there's some structural and foundational things too, right? Like if you want to start a business, you want to build a website, right? Because there are things that you need to have in a foundational and structural level to have a business. And if you don't have the space in your life for those things right now, um it'll be hard for that business to be created in your life. An example I heard somewhere is that somebody was doing something in her business that was going to necessitate she was going to be receiving hundreds of emails a day. And she realized she needed to hire an assistant to receive and respond to those hundreds of emails a day, even before those hundreds of emails were coming in right? Because that created the space to allow the certainty that she would be able to handle that when that happened. So a lot of this can be difficult to do because it goes against our nature and what we've been taught, which is that we need the evidence and the proof and the having of these things first before we can be these ways. But I can tell you from much experience, (laughs) the identity level change, the figuring out how to be the person who already has those things and actually starting implementing that is much more effective than going after your goals from the how or the action line. And the final thing I'll leave you with is when you become the person who already has the things that you want or that you're dreaming about and you start to work at it from that level, the how figures itself out. (laughs) The how comes and it flows into you. Right. We do need a how. We do need an action change eventually, right? Like you need to figure out sometimes strategy and implementation and practical stuff like that. But become the person first who knows how to do the how. And then the how comes afterwards. (laughs) So try this out. I'd love to hear if you have any questions or thought about this. I I understand this is a little bit of an abstract concept and it can sound a little airy-fairy. So if you need any follow-up or clarification, just DM me on Instagram and we can talk a little bit more about this. But I encourage you to try this out. Try this exercise of writing down your goal writing down when you have that goal, what kind of person are you when you have that goal, and what kind of things are you doing when you have that goal, and start from there. Wishing you lots of luck on your heart's desires and whatever your goals are and becoming that person who already has them. Take care. That's it for this week's Sunday Seether. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you have a moment, go on over to iTunes and leave me a five-star review. That's how other people find this podcast and the message of hope and compassionate personal growth I'm hoping to spread to many more people just like you. You can find me on Instagram at Catherine Andrews and find out more about the Sunday Soother at thesundaysoother.com. You can also check out my services, courses, and coaching at Dandrews.com. Have a great day ahead.